Well, everybody, it's episode 423 of the Comedy Film Nerds podcast. Welcome. Holy shit. Yeah, we made it all the way to 423. We did it. A quarter of the way to 1692, <laughs> if I did that right. It's close enough. Close enough. Uh, it's, a halfway to, it's halfway to 846. That we know for sure. So uh, we, uh, we're going to have a lot of movies to talk about. We're going to talk about Jurassic World. We're going to talk about Hereditary and... Uh, Sleepless. Uh, Sleepless and even uh, an anime in this corner of the world. And uh, we got a lot, of, a lot of some trailers, got some DVDs and uh, some interesting things premiering this week. A couple interesting trailers. Yes. Um, so... I, first of all, I want to say thank you to everybody who came out to the Progressive Comedy Tour. Um, we yeah, did, how'd that go? It was awesome. We mm -hmm. did five states in five days. We drove 1,500 miles, and it was really cool, especially like... Old-time road gig. Old-time mm -hmm. road gig, man. Different city every night. I blew my voice out uh, singing karaoke at a smoky place in Nashville. There's this nice. bar called Santa's Pub, which is a double-wide trailer that does karaoke. And it's all cash. Mm-hmm. And on stage it says there's you can't you can't bring a beer up there you can't cuss, and there's like a third thing you can't do when you're on stage singing. Smoke. It, yeah, no, you can smoke on stage. You can smoke everywhere, but the DJ goes no cussing on stage, and it's like a big it's like a thing. And I was just like, okay, cool. And then like all these big name acts, like musicians, because it's Nashville coming and sing. And uh, there was this guy who's a pop singer, and I forget his name, but he came in there. I'd never heard of him, but but then one of his big famous pop songs from the early 2000s, these two buddies of his serenaded him to his song. <laughs> so we laughed our ass, we had a great time, and uh, you know, as all these people going, hey, thanks for coming to this, because it was all red states. Like, thanks for bringing your progressive stuff here, mm -hmm. and uh, it was really cool. Pockets so, of resistance. Pockets of resistance, <laughs> you know, in the middle of this insanity. So one of them, uh, yeah, it was great. It was Very cool. cool. Well, I wanted to give you guys an update. Uh, the CFN new logo shirts are almost here. I got the uh, uh, the shipping tracking numbers. So as soon as we have them, they will be up in the store. But it's uh, we're probably about a week or so away. If you're watching the video. Here's the new logo. It's on the screen. It's these two birds. And uh, as Aaron said, it's hashtag comedy film birds. <laughs> <laughs> One's, one, one talent's holding a microphone. The other one's holding a, a film camera. So it's, it's, it's fan yep. I like it. I like it. It's, it's a crest. Good. Yep, got a CFN shield in the middle. Yep. So, uh, and the, yeah, the shirts are coming out really, really nice. So we'll have them in gift packs too. So, all right, let's introduce our guest. Let's introduce our guest. Yeah. I believe first time guest. Mm. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. But we, we've time. seen them on shows. We've uh, we've worked with them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I I ran into you. Were you at the ATC festival in October in Phoenix? Yes, I was. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. where we saw each other. And then oh, you yeah, do sure. a show on this network. Yes, I do. And that show is called Pointed Questions. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, Brett Weinbach. Thank you for having me. How is, what, tell us about pointed questions. It's, uh, usually we just I kind of, I kind of interrogate someone who, with a, <laughs> that's with a great a, way to put it. <laughs> I just ask a bunch of questions about, uh, it's usually someone with a, an, usually an unusual job or a usual job, mm -hmm. um, but some profession that I don't know about really. Um, and just ask a bunch of questions about their job and their experience with that job. So oh, that's we've awesome. had like a fireman on and we had like a mortician and a public defender and a model. What's like the weirdest answer you've gotten? Um, I don't, hmm, I don't know. Weirdest answer. And o just give you the answer without the question too, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably uh, chicken claw. 
Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I could say anything, I guess. But the no. But the most interesting episode I'll say is this mm. guy who was a, used to be a professional internet spammer, kind of. Wow. Uh, where he what he used to do is he used to kind of bait people to in chat rooms to go to to go to websites, mm-hmm. adult websites and stuff. And I know that's a very inter- interesting episode called Internet Spam. Wow. That's a, I, so as a most interesting answer as a answer meaning all the answers in one episode that one okay yeah fair enough you also do something that i i'm so you told me this when i saw you like a year or so ago maybe not at the atc but somewhere else that you don't have a cell phone or anything that's true i never have and you just have a home phone yes. and when you told me that i was inspired yes oh okay. <laughs> envious oh yeah 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 because i was like i go through this struggle all the time like in, in the one sense, the technology of the smartphone is amazing. Like you can video chat with people all over the world. It's it's, it's portal to all. It's this a useful tool. Very, mm-hmm. but it also can become an encumbrance, and yeah, it can become it's an addiction. Abused. It's abused all the time. Completely, mm-hmm. and the, you know they've done so, so. Dopamines are released when you're looking at photos and stuff. So it's literally an an, an an addiction. Yes. And when you told me that, I was like, oh God, I long for those days of like. I'm gone all day. When I come home, yes. I'll listen to my messages. Mes- yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And check or check your emails too. Sure. I'm not opposed to the emails, but I, you know, I'm not checking them all the time. So you didn't go that route. I have after hearing that. I because I think I don't know, and maybe maybe my justification is just you know like the like the, there's so much like I work. I got pr- promoting the progressive comedy tour, promoting this show, all this promotion. You stuff. can do it. Really? You just go... So how do you... tell? Explain to me how you do it. Well... Like, time-wise, like logistically. So, okay. So, you know, I was at home before I came here, and I did some business emails and things when I was home. And I'll probably be home in a few hours or so, and I'll do it then. I promoted something earlier today. In fact, I promoted an episode of the podcast I do here. So big whoop. Nice. <laughs> and uh, so you can promote the tour when you get home. Or, you know, in the morning, you know, or whatever. When you get up, you could do it whenever. I mean, you could just manage. It's easy. I mean, you don't need to do it when you're on the go, right? And then I mean, why I, do you need to do it on the go? Well, I guess why I'm like, so, so for the tour, here's an example of, of why I feel like I'm taking photos backstage with my, with my phone. I'm posting them so people are getting and I and I also give bonus content to my Patreon subscribers uh. and stuff like that so I got to and I and my my political YouTube show Political Vigilante I record that on my phone so I was getting like like there was a guy from Veterans for Peace at the show in Asheville so I just interviewed him on my camera on my phone right then and there bing boom Okay so you're kind of life casting to a degree Yes and which is something I, I never, I've never done, obviously. But mm-hmm. um, so if that's part of what you do, and then yeah, maybe you do need, you do need it. Oh man, yeah, I thought <laughs> you were going to give me a solution tonight. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could do this. I thought you was going to talk you out of it. <laughs> well, I, I will I say, mean, let me no, ask you if, this. Yeah, let me ask, yeah, go ahead. Let me ask you this though. And again, I'm not like this. I'm not like this isn't an argument, but, but like I, I'm so curious because like on the road, so. Well, when the dinosaurs take over, you're not going to need a cell phone. Anymore. No, 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 no. I mean, we're all going to be in a zombie apocalypse yeah. soon. <laughs> but like now, and again, I did all of these things before the smartphone, so I guess I could just go back to it. And maybe that's your answer. But like, so I'm yelping restaurants on the road. Yeah. I'm punching in the address, and it just comes up on my phone, and that's how we drive to the next gig. So you just take more legwork ahead of time. Yeah, to, like, I mean, you know, do it at the hotel. I just do everything at the hotel, and then you know, plan everything out and. 
once I got everything, I'm ready to go. So you just like print out map quests? That I don't really even print. I mean, I usually just jot jot it down right. on a piece of paper. You know, those little mm-hmm. notepads in hotels. You know, oh. I just jot 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 down directions or an address or whatever. How we used to do that's, it. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. I just do everything the way. I've always done it and the way you used to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fantastic. And I think you can do it. But as far as if you do if you do want to sort of put your life out there all the time and be spontaneous about what you want to share and stuff about yourself, well, yeah, you might yeah, maybe you do need a cell phone for that. It is hard or though. Smartphone it it, it that, is a, yeah. it is a difficult balance because I find myself sometimes just like, oh god, like Don't you want to just disconnect? I just get this yeah. fucking I mean, phone. people like that. People like to, you know, uh, play along or you know live vicariously or whatever you know people right. like to watch people's lives but um, I just I've never been that uh, public about myself in that, in that way you know? and I, me I'm not a huge fan of social media like even like Facebook and Twitter like even yeah. posting I'm like oh this kind of feels like a chore sometimes uh-huh. you know so yeah. uh, I don't post as much as you, you know, should get off of do. it Chris you should yeah. do what Brett does yeah. maybe you could do it I'm really thinking about it I do like I, my phone yeah. But uh, I, I'm like, you know, social media would probably be the first thing to go for me. I think that would face. I would ne- if would I go. didn't have to promote certain things. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have social media either. Mm-hmm. Right, like if you just had some regular job that yeah. you didn't need to do your own marketing for it. Yeah, would, exactly. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'd be definitely would never have gotten ever right. have never been on social media ever. God, it would just wouldn't have. I just never. It would never have had that. That's so fantastic. Yeah. So and that would that'd be neat. And you know what? One day I think. There will no, no be no social media for me eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Either I'll get successful enough where I feel I won't need to use social media, or I'll be unsuccessful enough that I'll get a job in some kind of world that doesn't need to have social media. <laughs> so either way, either way, I, you either win. way, I win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of winning, let's talk about the uh, Jurassic let's World. Talk about Jurassic Fallen World. Kingdom. Okay. So this movie, by the way, just so people know, we are going to do a full separate spoiler yes. up on this. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll just go broad strokes here now, but we'll get into the specifics. Just of out of it. curiosity, when I talk about a movie, is there? Do I do a section of spoilers too? No, no, no okay. spoilers. So okay, it's, when never. you get into like key elements or like the endings, just talk around it. Yeah. And one quick question before you guys get into this 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 uh, movie: Did you watch it together or did you watch it separately? No, we watched it separately. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't don't think we haven't watched the movie together, and I don't know how long it's been. Usually, it's when we're on the road, right? Together, when we do, uh, then we'll go to somewhere. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Last time we watched a movie together was uh, Star Wars in Australia. Was actually uh, was it? No, I'm trying to think. Didn't we see one with a fan and then record it at the ArcLight? Oh yeah, Yeah, was that before or after Star Wars in Australia? I don't remember now. Ooh, I I feel like you watching it together could affect your experience of it yeah and, and the way you talk about it. sometimes it does for sure like if we see one of the you know if one of us is enjoying it and we hear the other person sigh you know so <laughs> we, get, we sort yeah. of know like oh he's not gonna like yeah. this section or whatever do you guys disagree or agree more I, we, often? we agree more often than we yeah. disagree but when we do disagree it's uh it, it's very specific like uh it will be like yes or no it'll be a tree of life discussion so <laughs> That's what so, we call it. Yeah, a tree so. of life discussion. <laughs> that's a movie we so split so hard on. Uh-huh. That's sort of our barometer. <laughs> right, for right. That's, yeah. that's, that became the... So, the, so yeah. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Let, let's start by just saying, you know, it's a Jurassic Park movie. There's not a lot of places you can go. A park where people, where dinosaurs get out and eat people, or there's an island. 
There's Some, there's right. not not a lot of places something you can go. and something yeah. breaks. The yeah. security system breaks. Right. This is a standard in a Jurassic movie. The soldiers aren't up to the task. No, <laughs> there's a corrupt somebody. Yeah, and uh, um, this movie was definitely by the numbers. Like I kind of like last the last one a little bit better, where it was you know the park and they made references to the other movies and like uh, um, this was like a modern version of what you know the other movies would be. But this one just felt like it really felt like a reach to me. Like it felt like uh, it's we don't really sure what okay well we have uh, we have a Indominus Rex now we have an Indoraptor so it's like you guys are kind of recycling what I got, we've already seen uh, which is granted which, which is what just, all the Jurassic Park movies do but this one it just felt a little more blatant than uh, did the you other like ones. it Brett I didn't see it okay mm-hmm. in fact I haven't seen a Jurassic movie since the very first one oh you Jurassic seen, Park you've seen you've missed a bunch. Yeah, how many has there been? Five or something? There's been like 18. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to catch up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jurassic Rises. There or, was... Uh, I think this was the... There's this so was, many that the this was original the f- one is Jurassic yeah. itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a Jurassic movie, you know? <laughs> this was the fifth one. Um, so, and, you know, it tried to throw you those Easter eggs, like Jeff Goldblum cameos, mm. like which... And he was such a great character in the first... When uh, you say cameos, two. do you mean there's more than one Jeff Goldblum cameo well, yeah there there is it's uh it's like it's almost like a wraparound where he's testifying right. before congress where they kind of um okay we get his statement but now oh no wait we go back for another statement and then i think i don't know how many statements did we get from he, him? he hasn't been in a jurassic movie since 1997 right mm. so that that's sort of a big deal he did mm. the lost world jurassic park and it, you know the first one jurassic park came out 25 years ago in 1993 wow um, how long ago it, you know i, I gotta say this the the problems I had with this movie, and again, I'm going in eyes wide open. Like, all right, it's I know, I know the model, right? Something yes. breaks. How they yeah. get out, then people the, are going to get murdered. The by, plot, it will be paper thin. We know that going got in. It. Yeah. What bothered me is, and we'll go more into this in the spoiler app, is <laughs> what they told me the movie was going to be in the trailers, mm-hmm. and what I saw really bothered me. I'll leave it there. Okay. I, I'll leave it there. You didn't think half the movie was going to be an auction? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the trailer didn't lead me to believe there's going to be a lot of fucking talking. Yeah. Um, I'll just say that. Like, Oh, there's a lot of talking. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's key stuff in the trailer that's like, when it actually shows up in the film, it's like, really? Right. So it's a mm-hmm. courtroom drama. It's a Jurassic Law and Order. That's what it is. <laughs> a crime's committed, then the second half, it's all in a court. <laughs> What's interesting is that'd this... be cool. Actually, I would want to watch that. And this, by the way, this, this film, oh, Jurassic, uh, Jurassic Court, Jurassic Court, yeah. Jurassic, <laughs> Jurassic Court. Next on Jurassic Court. <laughs> Seriously, that sounds dun, actually kind of interesting. Like it's a you think of Jurassic Park or the franchise as you know a- actiony and special effects and stuff, but then for um, the majority of a Jurassic movie to take place in court you bring up an interesting I'm interested you bring up you you honestly Brett brings up a great point who knows where this franchise will go (laughs) (laughs) because that's what they sort of led on to believe at the beginning and was there's this Jeff Goldblum is in front he's making like a congressional or a senate whatever hearing Mm -hmm. in front of governmenty looking character actors senators and congressmen senators and and uh, extras. It's a committee hearing. It's a committee. It's an extras committee hearing with one guy that talks. Um, 
And so they sort of introduced these these things of like. And he's an old white man from the south. He's an old white man from the south, right? So I was like, let me see if I understand correctly. I'm a two dimensional character, Um, uh, which is more than Mitch McConnell. I uh, I. So they introduce all of these like ethical questions. Should we let them live? Should they die? They're dangerous, but philosophical. Philosophical. And like they've already been extinct. Why we brought them back? Why why do they have do they have a right to exist or don't they? Do they and you know, and that's an that's an interesting question. And do they and and there's sort of a battle they introduce sort of within the Jurassic world, within the community the, or whatever. Jurassic, on the Jurassic message boards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Jurassic Facebook page. Yeah, the Jurassic message boards. You need a dial up modem to get to them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, of like, it's bad for the human race, we should let them die, versus, no, we need to save these creatures, it's amazing, right? So isn't that interesting? I like that. Right? I think that's interesting to go, that seems like a neat... In- direction to go in and maybe it's headed that way is they're giving you maybe oh maybe they they didn't just give you a taste of it though in this one they, they kind of went full on a little well, bit they kind of went in but then they sort of half-assed that mm-hmm. and and then got into two talky and 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 this there's this auction and I, I just like it was multiple movies crammed together it was uh really it was like okay well this is the first act this is the second act and uh, these are different movies. And then the ending is a completely different movie. <laughs> yes, yes, oh. exactly. The uh, movies are all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, you know... It, so just the sort of ethical congressional courtroom drama. Yeah. And then played out in real time on the island that, that that's exploding and there's a team there. Like, that would have been sort of interesting. Like, you've seen, like, you've seen sort of, you know, war movies or or, you know, where there's like... There's the special forces unit out doing their thing, and then the politicians are de- are debating on what we should do with the special forces unit. Right. Like you could have done that sort of telling of this, but instead it just like Chris said, it's like a bunch of different movies packed in there, and that's the problem with it. Well, the interesting thing was like, you know, this movie features more dinosaurs than any previous film in the series. Uh, animatronics were reused for many of the dinosaurs, but it. It happens so fast, some of the scenes, like like you see, you know, it may have had the most dinosaurs than any previous film in the series, but a lot of them are on screen for like two seconds. So you don't really see them for very long. I have a question about the animatronics. Are Is this the first time they've used animatronics since, say, the first Jurassic Park, or have they always been using animatronics? It always, you know, I'm pretty sure, not 100%, that it's always been a mix of animatronic mm-hmm. and digital effects because... You always seem to have those, obviously when they're running, that's computer generated, but you always seem to have those close-ups where uh, an actor is interacting with like a dinosaur that's sick or is holding one mm-hmm. or, and it's, it really feels like uh, the animatronic and puppetry is, is there. So especially on this mm-hmm. one, for sure, you could see that it was animatronic. It just, when, like. you, when you mentioned it, I wasn't sure if they, uh, because it feels like practical effects are kind of making a comeback these days a little mm-hmm. bit, mm-hmm. that if they did bring back 
animatronics just for because now or if that's something they're always doing yeah and it's an interesting question and, and i think again from a from an effects standpoint this move these movies are always very good at that i, yes. I like the effects when that when they're close up with the with the dinosaurs it feels very like holy shit it feels real you even go back all the way to 1993 and you, if you remember how blown away we all were with right. how the dinosaurs looked and then they've improved since then mm-hmm. so it's it's the effects for these movies have always been the main star for sure it's always been about the dinosaurs right um so it you know chris pratt is uh really likable so you know his charisma kind of carries the fact that you know like i said the plot is thread bare and you know the characters are you can't even call them two-dimensional there's you know two is giving them one extra dimension (laughs) a lot of them have uh it was very very like like really well you could have done a little bit more with this and also you know there wasn't a lot of time spent on like motivations like yeah we get it greed money okay but then like but even stuff like the you know the soldiers and the mercenaries and uh you know the 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 guy from silence of the lambs ted what's his name ted levine yeah ted levine like um like okay i get it he's there for the money he's capturing the dinosaurs but then he's like he's doing stuff like why would you bother doing that? Yeah, why, there's like, so many times I did yeah, that. I was like, well, like wait, well, why that, would you? That wasn't even what you're getting paid to do. And I think it was a missed opportunity, too, to, like, take the ethical dilemma that's been introduced and be that to be the motivation for some of the bad guys versus just money and greed. Right. Which I would say, okay, that's fine. And, yeah, we live in a world where corporations run everything and they're just greed and they're destroying the earth with their greed. So I understand the sort of parallels they're trying to draw with that. Mm-hmm. But I think you could have put in some sort of like uh, uh like dinosaurs as a new natural resource yeah something like yeah that. Or, an, or or somebody's you know uh, uh, a zealot right on some and some level and that's what's motivating their 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 reasoning behind doing this this nefarious shit with the dinosaurs right and that would have been more interesting to me mm-hmm. I, I you know I, I haven't seen it you know i don't know but sometimes i do feel like when motivate extra motivations are in a movie it seems superfluous and it seemed like for bad guy motivation I don't know but I mean for good guy motivations though sometimes it feels like I don't know someone someone higher up said I think we need something another reason why they want to escape when just escaping for your life is not a reason enough you know which that bothers me sometimes when there's extra motivations that don't even need to be there you well, know? This I, movie, I agree with that I agree with that I think yeah. though no, I'm not saying that it might be in this but it, but I feel like mind. and I agree with that as a general thing like sometimes they add all this extra bullshit and you're like you don't need like right, just right. it's like they're they want to get away they want to yeah they're they're trying to get away. You dinosaurs know? Like, are trying to kill. They don't them. need to do it for their daughter who died or whatever, right. you know, or something like that. They just, you know. <laughs> I just what I was thinking, and I agree with that. What I would have liked to have seen, though, is weaving the uh, philosophical and ethical debate throughout the movie mm. more. And mm. you could have done that by maybe that's more of the motivation of the bad guy. Because mm-hmm. I, to me, I like a bad guy. I mean, there's nothing wrong with just bad guy 100% evil gotta right. stop him mm-hmm. but I, it's I, to me sometimes it's interesting when a bad guy mm-hmm. says something and you go oh man I kind of see their point yeah like, oh sure <laughs> certainly you know what I mean like, uh, oh, yeah well I mean yeah when the bad guy's not like oh, a he's Black multi- fa- he's you know yeah he's more dimensional yeah, yeah. yeah. more dimensional this movie you can kind of sum this up uh, with like you know if you're a fan of watching someone run while yelling run you'll like this movie <laughs> If that's your favorite, yeah. <laughs> that's the apex of your uh, film joy. No, that would be cool to, you know, 
yeah, I like the idea of a bad guy having some kind of point to some that you might be able to agree with to some degree. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like in Black Panther, Michael B. Jordan's character, man, his motivation was so great. He, Is he a bad boy? He's great. He's a bad boy. He's a bad guy. <laughs> bad boy. Bad boy. He's a total bad boy. <laughs> and he, you know, his whole thing is, you know, Wakanda has had all of this money and resources and they haven't shared it with anybody. Fuck them. Like, that's a great, and he's bitter and he's jealous. And his, but his, his like, his, his, like ethical foundation is sort of kind of sound mm-hmm. his execution of it and his and his need for vengeance over you know and his ego and all that stuff but it was like wow that was a real ethically sound you know stance for a bad guy to take which made it intriguing to me I mean it's even like that scene I, I mentioned this those a lot. are always the most interesting villains too where you're like oh I can kind of see it was the scene a the bit. scene in, in 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 the Dark Knight where where Heath Ledger's Joker is talking to Batman and he's like come on. Don't talk like them. <laughs> You're one of me. Where you and I are the same. Like the Joker is crazy, but he's not wrong in mm-hmm. that society will eat itself. <laughs> yeah. You know? You're both dressed up in costumes. You're both beating yeah. people up in crazy costumes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so I, I'll tell you this movie, you know, it, it, it's, it is what it is. It's one of those movies where um, it could have been better. Of course it could have been, but it's a Jurassic Park movie. Um, we'll get more into it in the spoiler, the uh, the larger problems with, with I it. I was way more disappointed uh, in this than, than the last one. Right. I liked I, the last one. The last one too. was a lot yeah. of fun. And mm-hmm. I was exp- and maybe the, the, the trailers that they gave us gave me so much. I was like, oh, this new one is going to be awesome. And then I was very, I felt very let down and misled. Everything's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it, what's weird is, we'll, we'll talk about more in the spoiler, it's, uh, it just ended in such a weird way, like, oh, I, gee, I, I guess you're going to make another movie then. <sighs> like, uh, like, you really, uh, it was, it, like, you know, the, uh, the other Jurassic Park movies, including the last one, th- at least they were a little more closed-ended. Like, you know, you could kind of see a beginning, middle, and end in these stories, where this one, I felt like we were just going from scene to scene until I'm like, oh, okay, well, uh, now we got to wait for the next movie. So it re- that's what yeah, it really it felt was, like. Uh, yeah. It felt like you were watching the middle of a Netflix series. <laughs> so it was... <laughs> Like, this is, oh, we're stopping in the middle? Is that what's going yeah. on? Okay. I guess they're going to uh, release the second seven episodes after this one yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what really what it felt like. It. But I, I'll tell you, if it wasn't for the charisma of the stars, um, you know, Chris Pratt and... Um, Laura Dern. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Laura Dern. <laughs> Laura Dern. <laughs> Laura Dern. Uh, Sam Neill actually was asked if he would return to the series, and he actually responded, you never say never, but I think it's moved on at a different time. Uh, so, in other words, Sam Neill... He'll do it if you ask him, and I think he'd be a great addition to the to these movies. Uh, but uh, and Bryce Dallas Howard, they're they're both just really charming and have such a great screen presence. Even together, they have some chemistry. Uh, if they weren't in it, this movie would have been a lot less watchable. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, all right. So all right, let's move on to let's, Hereditary. Yes. Now I heard a lot about this movie and how terrifying it was. I want to hear what did it scare you? Um, there are some scary parts to it. Mm-hmm. I everybody I saw it. I was really intrigued by it because everyone, everyone I know, almost everyone I know said it was so disturbing and it mm-hmm. was it, you shouldn't watch it. If you get spooked easily, don't don't watch it or whatever. And there was so much. I don't know. Maybe my expectations were really high because of that. But okay, it was. But people, as, as a comedian, you've already seen a lot of disturbing things. I, yes, I, every night. Yeah. 
every so, night so on stage. So your threshold is different. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, it's uh. You I, so I'm probably a comedy des- condo. I'm desensitized. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've stayed out, stayed in jizzed out rooms all over the <laughs> United States, you know? Um, jizzed out is a, a phrase that I think Hannibal Burris used to describe comedy condos, you know? <laughs> jizzed out. Uh, oh, it's, it's all jizzed out. <laughs> I like that phrase because it's true. Um, but anyway, the people were saying that they, f- I know someone who felt, she said she felt sick for the whole rest of the day wow. after watching it. And, other people I know were saying that it was just, you know, just it made them upset and stuff. And just they were just dis- so disturbed, you know. And I thought and then I was hearing stuff on the radio and the director was talking about it on the radio. And I thought, all right, I don't even like horror. I don't even, I don't go to watch horror movies. But I was so intrigued by everyone's reaction to this. I thought, OK, I'll go. So I went and it, I didn't find it that disturbing. You know, again, maybe my expectations are high. Maybe it's because I've seen the condos, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um there were some scary parts, mm-hmm. and the reason why those parts were scary, I, I, it's hard to talk about this movie at all because so much of it, I think, is a, I think is about your experience of it and your interpretation of what happens right. and stuff. So I can't can't mm-hmm. really say too much, but I'll say that there's. I don't think this is ruining anything because this happens very early on, but it the movie has a lot of um, plays with the idea of darkness and seeing things in the dark you know mm-hmm. or, or whatever and to me that's the scariest thing in the movie because that's a real thing that can happen is that your eyes play tricks on you in the dark right. that's a real thing that happens is your imagination you know seeing things in the dark so I will say I, I wasn't that scared but as I went home to my apartment and I was alone and I went to bed that night I was kind of I didn't feel as comfortable with the lights <laughs> off and I did lay in bed for, a f- I did turn the lights back on for, you know, some amount of time mm-hmm. the whole night. Um, no, just kidding. Um, no, but I did have to keep it, put, I did kind of take a little moment with the lights on and I thought, yeah, I'm going to leave these on for a little bit. And then I turned them <laughs> off eventually. But it, but it did make me a little bit more afraid of the dark just that night. And so how was, so, so Tony Collette and Gabriel Byrne in it, which are both, they're both fine actors. How mm. were they in terms of performance? Okay. Yeah. Good question. That's, um, I mean, Tony Collette is, yeah, I mean, she just, I mean, I, it's a horror movie, but I mean, she could win an Academy Award sure. for this, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, just there's, um, yeah, she really, she goes through a, a whole range of things, and um, yeah, I can't, I, yeah, um, she's good. She's really good. And Gabriel Byrne has a very passive sort of role in this film, right. mm-hmm. so... I mean, he's fine. You don't really see a lot from him, though. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's just sort of um, passively there kind of a thing. Um, who else is in it? There's – oh, yeah, there's this girl. This this I, I think she might be a newcomer, but she has, like, a Broadway background. I think she played Matilda on Broadway. Is this Molly Shapiro? Is that Charlie? Th- yeah, Charlie, right, mm-hmm. yeah. Millie. Millie Shapiro. Millie Shapiro. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's interest. She's interesting. She's. I mean, well, I. You know, she has an interesting look. I mean, uh, yeah. And then, oh, and then the kid. This uh, it's so weird that the kid uh, was it uh, Alex Wolf, right? He mm-hmm. plays the son. Um, yeah, he's good too. I mean, they're all good. It's all good performances. Mm-hmm. I thought the movie was good. I mean, I like the movie, and I I don't um, really like a lot of newer films usually, but I liked it. It was, um, and it was scary, and um, yeah. Uh, and that what's interesting is that the kid who plays the son, 
he he was in this Nickelodeon band in the 2000s called the Naked Brothers Band, and I can't believe it's the same kid. No, I, I had the I, in the 2000s. I had a fascination with kids programming and stuff, and I was mm-hmm. I was embracing that stuff. Like I'd come home and it would be late at night, and I just it would I would watch Nickelodeon and Disney Channel stuff because I was just I thought it was interesting. I don't know. I was I thought it was really corny, and I, I wanted to embrace it because um, I thought it was. I always shied away from corny stuff. And anyway, uh, but so the uh, but that that kid's in this was in this kid band thing in the, in the 2000s, and it's kind of crazy. It's the same kid. But, well, let me yeah. ask you. So the director, um, this is his first, first feature. His yeah, first feature. And so how was that how, in terms of of? I mean, it, directing good. It was everything. It, yeah. it was good. It was, everything was good. I mean, there's. I, I could say I could. I probably have like one. Yeah, I've. I mean, I have maybe one little criticism, but I think I can't even really talk about it without spoiling things. Oh, okay. You know, um, I'll, let me see if there's a way to word it. The I'll say that. I'll say this. There's something that uh, happens in the film, and it's not what people think I'm saying right now. But there's something else that happens in the movie. Okay. I'll say this because the directors talk about this on the radio. There is a thing that happens in the, in the film that is sort of a thing that uh, people are kind of talking about, and that's not what I'm talking about. There's something later that happens that made the m- film become something different than I thought it was, or mm. it, or made it less ambiguous. Actually, Th- that's what it is. There's something that happens that made the movie a little less ambiguous, and I would have, I think it would have been better, more ambiguous all the way through oh, so I think like if the, okay. the whole movie was I was unsure what was going on the entire thing or was it, if it was less clear what was going on the entire way through and, and I left the movie that way that would have been kind of neat I think and mm-hmm. I think that would have uh, haunted me longer you know um, but granted I still thought about the movie a lot afterwards mm-hmm. but I think it could have been with the lights on you thought about it with the lights on <laughs> yeah 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 um, I know, I, I, but I, I uh, but yeah, there was there was something that happens. The, the the when there was less ambiguity to the the story, it made it made it less scary actually, because mm. then it became something that it was easier to identify, and it was also something that to me is not scary. But right. that idea of darkness and not and your your eyes playing tricks on you that is. That's a real. That's a real thing that happens. So that's mm-hmm. why that was the scariest thing. Anyway, um, there was also some other thing too that I could I could say about it without saying much. But I can't remember though. But it, it, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is the interesting thing about the movie. It is very much a family drama. Also, aside from being right. a horror movie, mm-hmm. that was cool. I like that, and that was his intention too, from what mm-hmm. I've heard. Because he wrote from it. Him. Too. He's a writer director yes. on this project. Mm-hmm. And Ari so Aster. So I think there's themes. There's a lot of family themes in this movie, as it's called, hereditary, you know? Right. So that's cool, too. That's something interesting to think about when you're watching the movie. Right. Well, you yeah. know, that's always the uh, the best horror movies have that element of, uh, well, we're, we're kind of making a drama with horror elements. Yeah. And they're always the most uh, effective ones, especially when you get mm-hmm. a solid story and solid actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it, it makes all the difference. You know, I know that I, there's, there are lots of ways to interpret this film. There's, there is the horror story, and there's like a literal interpretation of it. But there is, you know also these other kind of stories I think the movie is also just about yeah it's about family it's about so it's a it's about something else which I won't say and then it's also I think about filmmaking as well too yeah, there's okay. a lot of reference to structure and uh, 
you know, form and stuff. I mean, the movie, the first shot of the movie is this dollhouse. The main character that Tony Collette plays, uh, she makes these little dollhouses, uh, these miniatures. And um, the first shot of the movie, it, it goes into the dollhouse and a scene starts in the dollhouse. And I think that's just a lot of, and apparently they constructed this whole house too on a set. And so there's this parallel between the set and the, the dollhouse which resembles the house that they are in. And uh, I think there's just a lot of, but I think it all is ultimately calling attention to the filmmaker being in control of what's going on in this film and stuff. And right. that kind of stuff. All right. All right. Uh, anyway, that's just some that stuff. Sound, actually know. sounds good. It's, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's a, it sounds good and creepy. Any horror movie that makes you put the lights on for a little bit. That, at night. It's, that it's job. It's <laughs> yeah, very effective. <laughs> Uh, I saw an anime movie called In This Corner of the World on one of the streaming services, and it's a uh, it's a World War II drama about um, what happens in these smaller Japanese towns as the uh, the bombing was basically going on during World War II. Um, it was very reminiscent of the um, older film uh, Grave of the Fireflies, if you remember that film, which was incredibly uh, depressing and sad. And uh, it really had that feel to it. The problem with this movie was it was kind of structurally, it was all over the place. It was like over two hours long, and it was about this family and, you know, and the culture of like, all right, well, if you get married off, then you go live with the family that you're going with. And then this is happening in wartime, but like, well, which family are we following now? And what are these characters doing? Then there was too many characters and, you know, too many things and too many people to follow. And then nothing was happening. So, so then there was like literally like an hour of this movie where you're like, oh, like I don't this this could have been time better spent right. on you know the, the drama of preparing for war and and you know being at war and and being bombed and all these things that are, you know are happening. So, um, but that only really kind of happened at the end. So, you know, you have a lot of uh, setup that really didn't go in a lot of places. So. Uh, I will say this, it, there are parts that are just as depressing as Grave of the Fireflies, <laughs> and so, you know, if you uh, really want an anime to depress you, especially about war, it's, here's the thing about movies like this, is that they catch you off guard, because when you see an anime movie, especially one that's kind of drawn um, in a way, not like a sci-fi or horror anime, but like one like that's drawn like a Studio Ghibli film, where you have right. these... Um, you know, characters that are drawn very simply but have really um, expressive features but also are just look more like cartoonish than realistic. Um, and then you have horrible things happen to them like bombings and losing limbs and things like that. It, 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 it makes it a little more disturbing on another level because you don't expect it like because right. you, you, you know, you're not watching a live action film. So those scenes for sure were uh, were very effective, but the overall movie itself it just had some stru weird structural problems, and it was too long, and it took too long to get to its point and its message, mm -hmm. and too many characters and too many back and forth, and like uh, okay, well, what's going on with this family? What's going on with this character? And um, so it was. It's definitely worth a look, but uh, if you really want to see the definitive. Um, 
World War II anime that will put you in tears. It's Grave of the Fireflies for sure. Still, that that still wins for a most depressing anime. <laughs> this was a uh, not a Japanese produced movie. It was a Japanese. It was. Movie, the, yeah, the, uh, mm-hmm. but the, for uh, for uh, it was meant to be. It was originally released in Japan. Then yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it, got it. Mm-hmm. So, um, right. so definitely check it out on streaming. Now, Graham, you saw uh, Sleepless. Now, this made me laugh when I looked up the trivia. Uh, Jamie Foxx said on the Howard Stern show, this is the hardest of his movies to watch. <laughs> it's interesting. He, um, uh, he admitted it. It's a remake of the French-Belgian movie, uh, Sleepless Night. Yeah, this movie came out in 2017. It was on the plane when I was flying back. Of course, it was a plane movie. From, from Atlanta. Of it was. And I was like, Low okay. Low license fee. Sure. <laughs> Michelle Monaghan's in it. Dermot Mulroney's in it. Jamie Foxx. And I was like, okay. The description is just, you know, a cop with a connection to the criminal underworld scours a nightclub in search of his kidnapped son, right? And there's crooked cops involved and bad guys. And I was like, all right, maybe this is one of those. Graham, was there shooting in this movie? Oh, yes, there was, Chris. <laughs> I don't know how you caught that. <laughs> Um, That's what kept everybody up. It was it was yeah. <laughs> it was uh, crooked cops and mm-hmm. and drug deals gone wrong. And I was like, okay, maybe this will be. Maybe it didn't get you know wide pub- pub- publicity or a wide release because sometimes there's these like this is just a decent movie that just fell through the cracks. This is a new movie. Came out in 2017. Oh, okay, yeah. And there's some interesting stuff I'm like okay Jamie Foxx playing a a, a a cop and is he a good guy is he a bad is he crooked is we he don't know is he looking for his kid or something yeah his kid gets kidnapped early mm-hmm. on um, you know he's involved in some crooked stuff but Jamie Foxx is taken faking it's just, it's just <laughs> faking um, and which cops can you trust is Jamie mm-hmm. Foxx a good guy a bad guy like all the stuff Bridget Monaghan she's in internal affairs mm-hmm. so all this stuff is sort of interesting and kind of introduced but then it just like some stupid shit just gets put in there in the second act and you're just like, oh man, come on. Like, if I, I always say, if I get too bored on a plane to finish watching a movie, right. what does it tell you? Like, it doesn't need much to keep me engaged. You're already a captive On a audience. flight. I was just like, all right. You know, and I literally was just like, ah, and then like another World Cup game started on, on the DirecTV that they had. So I was like, mm. I'm going to go watch World Cup. Right. It's, one of these movies where it could have been they were trying to be super gritty Mm -hmm. they were trying to be super you know uh if i I love a good cop drama if it's done right but when they just introduce stuff and then stuff that you're just like well that would never that's preposterous you know like don't make it ridiculous just make it interesting right you know and make you know, as I've said before, I mean, personally, I just like a a conflicted character. I mm-hmm. like someone that's like trying to do the right thing and all this stuff. Um, but then, you know, and I was forgiving a lot of stuff. All right, he gets a call from his ex. Of course, he's got an ex-wife. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you better not miss a, picking up your son again. You know, like that yeah. voicemail, like, yeah. got it, got mm-hmm. it, you know. And, but then... Yeah, <laughs> without giving stuff away, it's just like I, I I can't I can't recommend this movie. You've probably never heard of it. <laughs> Jamie Foxx, he was a cop. Did he work at Cliche Precinct? <laughs> he did work a little bit at the Cliche Precinct. <laughs> he does a decent job. I mean, I like Jamie Foxx. Yeah, in the yeah. right part, he's a really good actor. Mm. And this should have been a better. Does Does Rhonda make an appearance as his partner? Yes. <laughs> does that make sense? I don't know. Is that Is that the name of his? <laughs> <laughs> that character from twenty five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah. 
Don't seek this movie. I don't know what to Yeah, even if you're on a plane, you're on a watch plane, the World Cup. Yeah, mm-hmm. or watch The Post again. I did that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Graham, we've got some sponsors this well, week. Well, now, yeah. Chris. This is a new sponsor, Care oh, of. Awesome. Uh, it's a monthly subscription vitamin service made from effective quality ingredients personally ta- tailored to your Graham Elwood's exact needs. And... Uh, you know, even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be hard to get all the nutrients your body needs for long-term health. Uh, the, the cool thing is that Care of actually has an online quiz that makes it easy to figure out what vitamins and supplements you specifically need. And uh, the recommendations are based on clinical research and traditional medicine with input from doctors and nutritionists. And there are vegan and vegetarian supplement options to match your dietary needs. And it's about 20% less when compared to similar brands at local drug and health food stores. So now you got some of these in the mail, Graham. How was the experience? I did, well, the like, whole, even like, like you did the quiz. Too, I did the right? quiz. You go online and mm-hmm. you're like, what do you, what do you need? What do you? And so I was like, you know, I, I, my sleep patterns are not great, especially when I'm on the road. But even when I'm home, sometimes my sleep patterns aren't great. So you like, you know, and I'm like, I'm pretty active. I work out a lot. And, and so I filled, I checked all these things. And they're like, okay, well, we recommend this type of package that we're putting together for you. It was really easy. The quiz is cool. It's real easy and it ships pretty quickly. How come you didn't do the quiz? So, I don't like quizzes. So. <laughs> You're like, I already have all the vitamins I need. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, uh, so it was good. It was good. Yeah, I, good I recommend it. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's cool. So, it's uh, the quiz thing I've never, which was, uh, it was really helpful because you know I've done a lot of healthy stuff and you read some article or this per product proposes to do this or this for you but right I think it's a bit, they're they're doing it in the in the right order they should ask each individual what what do you need what do you need right. what are you not getting whatever mm-hmm. and then they they and then they give you sort of little uh the, the like a little research quote well this we're gonna put this in there because this like magnesium helps with your sleep I didn't realize that are the vitamins. Fun to eat, or are they just standard sort of pills? Yeah, they're just standard. They're just standard. They're not like. Are you asking if they're gummies? Yeah, are they gummies or something like that? Or <laughs> this, this is for adults. <laughs> they make them for adults. Gummies. You haven't seen that? No. Oh, I saw these male vitamins. Well, I got. Actually, it was a comedy show. Someone was. Spo- it was sponsored by a vitamin company, mm-hmm. and they were these adult gummies, and they were supposed to be good vitamins. Anyway, they were actually tasty. Too. So, do you eat your adult gummy vitamins with the lights on while watching Nickelodeon? At <laughs> yeah, <night>? exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm 13 uh, years so, old, by the yeah. way. I don't know. If, uh, so now here's the great thing: we're not going to let you pay full price for 25 percent off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Visit takecareof.com and enter comedy film nerds. That's all you have to do. 25 percent off. Visit takecareof.com and enter comedy film nerds. Boom. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We have another sponsor. Today. Oh, yeah. This Amen. Is, this is uh, Casper Mattresses. This is... Uh, I love my Casper Yeah, mattress. you love your Casper Mattresses. I was mattress. just traveling. I was on five different hotels. Isn't it great to be- come back onto your Casper best Mattress? Thing. The mm-hmm. best thing. It's uh, they're cleverly designed to mimic human curves, providing support, comfort of, for all kinds of bodies. And it's a breathable design that helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature. And uh, there's also a wide variety of other products like pillows and sheets. And everything's made in the USA. So, and it's affordable prices and hassle-free returns. That's what great, what's great about it. Like, you know, you're not really taking a chance. You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. 
So you don't like it? Send it back. You got 100, 100 nights to sleep on it. Free shipping. <laughs> so, and uh, you get $50 off your select mattress by visiting casper.com slash comedy film nerds and using comedy film nerds at checkout. $50 off on select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash comedy film nerds and using comedy film nerds at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Mm-hmm. Now, how are Casper mattresses as far as like jumping on? Are they good? They're all right. No. They're good for that. They're Just, really, you know, because when you're eating your tube, bit, don't they? <laughs> when you're eating your, you know, gummy vitamins, you, know, you want to like... While you're watching Nickelodeon. You, you, you Nickelodeon want to and have around. the lights on, you want to jump around on the mattress too. You know? Yeah, of course. Like when the sitter's not there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fair enough. You know, the other thing you could do is uh, if you have a big family, you could get Green Chef. Oh. <laughs> we have a new, uh, a new sponsor. Now, a lot of times you guys, we talk to us, uh, you hear us talk about HelloFresh. This is a, uh, another company called Green Chef, but HelloFresh owns them. So oh. it's basically another choice that you have. Um, Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit delivery service. Ooh. Organic so, meal kit. It's, uh, and it's, uh, they that said was my premium. nickname in college. Organic meal kit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 OMK. OMK. <laughs> Is OMK coming to the party? I don't know. Yeah. Ask him. See oh. if we'll bring, uh, you know, some gluten-free chips. <laughs> <laughs> some organic tabbouleh. Yeah. <laughs> so you going to bring that to the kegger? Yeah. <laughs> uh, recipes are quick and easy with step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and photos to help you along the way. Uh, each ingredient is th- thoughtfully sourced in its journey track from planning, planting to plating. And Green Chef thinks dinner should be planned around your life, not the way around. So they include pre-made sauces, dressings, and spices. And they've got a lot of cool meal plans, which I like. They've got paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, omnivore, and carnivore. What I like about it is that, like, you could choose, like, family meal, because we have four people in the family. But then you could pick, like... uh, uh, well, carnivore, which means there's meat in everyone, or omnivore, which means there's vegetarian options too, because, uh, you know, it's the kind of thing where, you know, if you're a vegetarian, you don't eat meat. And, you know, it's one of those things where when you go to a restaurant with a vegetarian, it's you're like, oh, is there something you can eat? I'm like, yeah, there's something a vegetarian can eat in a restaurant. There's always something. And it's the opposite of when you're, um, you eat meat. It's like when you go to a vegetarian restaurant, there's always that, will you be able to find something that you will be able to eat? Who and cares if yeah. a meat eater can get something to eat? Exactly. Because you can eat non-meat stuff. That, that's exactly right. It's like just because you eat meat doesn't mean you have to have it every single yeah. meal. It's uh, Vegetarian, you yeah. can't, you yeah. have no other choice. It's, uh, it, so it's, it's, it's the awesome. kind of thing where like I like the idea that like we've liked it, we want to eat more vegetarian meals. And uh, so I like the fact that, okay, well, we can get both. So it's, a, it's a nice choice. All right. So how do we get it? Uh, here's how you can get it. And again, not going to pay full price. $50 off your first box of Green Chef. Go to greenchef.us. Now that is US, not .com. Greenchefus.us slash CFN. $50 off your first box of Green Chef. Go to greenchef.us slash CFN. All right. And, and just out of curiosity, so, and for the meals, like, how are the desserts? You know, are they yummy? Because, uh, you know, if so, I'm, I get excited about desserts, and I start jumping on the bed and uh, on, the, on the Casper mattress, you know, and I start, uh, you know, chewing those the gummy vitamins. And Go to brettweinbach.com and get his footy pajamas, guys. <laughs> yes. selling. Get the onesie. All right. Now, Graham, we've got some Patreon sponsors, Let's get too. into it. Yeah. We've got, for a red carpet look, for a blue-collar price, paparazzi jewelry, just, jewelry, just five bucks a piece. 
paparazziaccessories.com slash 89078. The number at the end is important. Support Nadra Connor. Now, we've been actually shipping these out in uh, order. So some of you that have been ordering in the CFN store, you're getting some free uh, Nadra Connor jewelry at paparazziaccessories.com. And Johnny Rulon's got his new novel titled Green Cheek, A Junkie's Guide to Street Magic. It's on Amazon in both digital and hard copy. It's an experimental stream of consciousness novel which follows the exploits of the muse Calliope and her immortal lover T.S. on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of a supernatural America. The website is happyhorrorshowproductions.com. That's happyhorrorshowproductions.com. And our favorite charity, the Audacity Performing Arts Project, produces after-school performing arts projects in poor, underfunded, and the lowest-performing schools. Performing arts education is not a luxury. So help them out and visit them at cfn.audacityperformingarts.org. cfn.audacityperformingarts.org. Boom. Let's $50 get a month yeah. at the Patreon.com level, guys. You get those things read. So just go to Patreon.com slash Comedy Film Nerds. On the spoilers, too. Spoiler yep. apps. So, uh, all right, let's talk about some trailers. Let's watch uh, Creed 2. I'm, I'm looking Here forward to go. seeing this, actually. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen this, this trailer. We got this. Headphones up. In the ring, you got rules. Outside, you got nothing. So Sylvester Stallone is in this movie. Maybe it's like... People like me. We live in the past. You got people that need you now. You got everything to lose. This guy's got nothing to lose. I ain't got a choice. That's the same thing your father said, and he died right here in my hands. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. But you don't think I could beat him? This is part, that was part one, right? Yeah, this is part two. No, I think. I was afraid I couldn't live up to these expectations. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty inside my DNA. You don't think you got your validation? I got loyalty. What a great idea these movies were. I know. I want to rewrite history. Don't pretend this is about your father. It may not seem like it now, but... This is more than just a fight. <laughs> Do you think Rocky's gonna die in this movie? Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Who's he fighting? Draco! <laughs> oh, Drago. <laughs> yep. Wait, had you seen the trailer already? Yeah, I saw it. They played it ahead of... Uh, so you knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. I saw when I was... I saw it. They played it ahead of oh a Jurassic, Par- Jurassic so, World when I saw that last night. So the, it's his son or something? Yeah, it's Drago's son versus... Oh, Creed. Apollo's son. son. Yeah. Yeah. Now, oh, I, he's going to, so he's going to try to kill Drago. Right. Payback for Payback. Dad. Yeah. Experience you know, I would like to see Apollo Creed come back as a ghost in these uh, movies, but, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that would be kind of cool. But, uh, so I guess we're going to see, uh, uh, what's his name? Sylvester Stallone. So, well, we'll definitely see Sylvester <laughs> Stallone, but what's, uh, Talia Shire? Uh, no. <laughs> Dolph, Dolph Lundgren. Lundgren. Yeah. Oh, Dolph is going to be in this. Yeah, I hope. I hope he's training his Im- kid. I can't imagine he wouldn't be at How this How could point. he not? Yeah. And then there's kind of a side fight outside the arena where uh, Dolph Lundgren and 
and uh, Rocky Balboa go at it. I hope, I hope there's yet. something. But you're like, hoping yeah. there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first Creed, I really liked it. I, and, I thought it was an excellent film. And then, uh, you know, somebody yells, I'm not doing another Expendables movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, this yeah. I'm curious about. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, the first Creed made me... I've watched all the Rockies. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I love the first, you know, four, and even five, actually. And I, But it, the first Creed kind of made me think... I just this makes me just want to watch the original Rockies, you know what I mean? Right. It, just, it, it almost feel like they just they want to just keep doing Rocky movies, but you know Sylvester Stallone's too old to do it now, and or whatever, you know, or something like that. Yeah, uh, but it, I, I I don't actually I forgot how I felt about Creed, but I'll I wa- I'll watch this for sure. I really liked it because I really like Michael B. Jordan. I think he's a really yeah. really mm. talented young actor and. All the dilemmas in the storylines. I don't. I don't. I'm, I, when I first saw this trailer last night, I had a Jurassic. I was like, "Are they just redoing? Like, is this just Creed again?" Like, it does kind of feel like even with the first Creed, I was kind of like, "Maybe it's time to what hang up the gloves." Or whatever, <laughs> yeah. what's the expression? Because it's like sort of like well, the, they just keep on trying to make these Rocky the, movies, the, and it's over. The first yeah. Creed struck this fantastic balance again it was like lightning in a bottle i don't know if it can be repeated of like introducing apollo creed's son having it about his story but putting just the right amount of rocky balboa in it like you know a little too let a little less or a little more would have just upset the entire balance of the film whereas this movie you're like where are they gonna get that mix right again i'm i'm not sure it was such a cool thing in the Mm -hmm. first one too you know rocky's battling cancer and all this other stuff so i just so he's in remission clearly in this one maybe he does die though huh well you know (laughs) it depends how many of these movies they're gonna make at some point he's gonna have a han solo moment where yeah he's gonna go well i i thought the the trailer made it seem like because the those first i couldn't even tell the difference between part one and that right right right. Mm -hmm. and i was thinking or these kind of memories or clips from the from the first one informing us of what is to see for part two, mm-hmm. and or what, what he, what's going to happen in part two. And so I was thinking at first when I heard his voice, I thought, oh, this is you know, a, it's Michael B. Jordan's character hearing his the th- you know the memories from it, and he's dead now. Right. That's what I, that's what I kind of what I was getting from <laughs> it is that he's dead now. <laughs> all right, okay. let's get to the next anyway, one. Right. Welcome to Marwen. Let's welcome to Marwen. Have you seen this one yet? No. Oh, wait, do you see this? Hey, looking good. Oh, it's like a. What is that? Like hereditary. This? The world's <laughs> miniatures. Mark's art installation. So that's the guy. Yeah, it's right up there. Some Nazi thugs jumped him. It's a miracle he survived. I was a hell of a good artist, and now I can barely write my name. So my dolls have to tell the story. At your service, mademoiselle. I just moved in across the street. I love all the details. <gasps> Who are they? They are Nazis torturing Hoagie. Why? Because he's different. The women of Marwin protect me. You are safe. A toast, just for you. Are all of the dolls people you know? Yeah. Everyone has a place here in Marwin. I just moved in across the street. So are you going to go to the sentencing? You're a suffering human being. I want these guys to get more than just a slap on the wrist. It's important that you're there to look your assailant straight in the eye. I'm not really sure how to do this. When are you going to man up and put an end to this crap? What are you talking about? We're one and the same, pal. If I can be a hero, so can you. Maybe the dolls should stay in the car. I never go anywhere without my backup.
like hell. You gotta embrace that pain. I believe I've waited long enough. It's the only way Mark's gonna heal. I got your back, Hoagie. Bottoms up, girls. Yelling for more gumbo. No, no gumbo. You gotta love the pain. Pain is our rocket fuel. I have my art and I have my friends. I have hope. And I'll be okay. Hell yeah. So this movie is Toy Story meets Inglorious Bastards. Exactly. But at least the Nazis are dead. So, uh, you know what this movie reminded me of is, like, uh, a movie that has really good intentions. Like, one of those movies, like, Downsizing, where, like, we have a point to make. We're going to show it in a fantastical, interesting way that you've never seen before. And then it falls completely flat on its face. Like, I want this movie to, like... Be emotional yeah, and be moving. Yeah, pull on my heartstrings, but yeah. I feel like I'm just going to be going. Mm. Like, this is kind of dumb. Well, yeah. Also, I, the I, anytime I see CGI like that, it just kind of turns it, me off. You know, I mean, I, you know, it, imagine how cool that would be if they did stop motion animation with d- actual dolls. That'd yeah, be that would neat. be a little more interesting. Like, uh, just they look, did the yeah. So I, I don't know. Like, like you know, that was the trailer. Was it? How much was it showing us what, you know, because from what we've seen on trailers, too, like the tone of the movie could be completely different. Or right. this might all be like uh, the first act of the movie and then something completely different happens for the next hour. It could just so, be a courtroom yeah. drama the whole time yeah, through. Yeah, exactly. With dinosaurs. <laughs> With so. dinosaurs, yeah. About about <laughs> philosophical dinosaur stuff. So, I don't know. <laughs> Genetic. Yeah. But you know... I'm, uh, you know I, yeah. I, I'm with you, Graham. I want this movie to be good, but I'm, I'm But the, sure. the, something that seemed really corny, and this could just be the trailer, mm-hmm. is that music playing while the woman was saying embrace the pain and stuff yeah that didn't that help. just seems so corny to me know, you know yeah. it made me not want to it made me think oh i don't know this might not be for me but it's the trailer's fault yeah because it's probably sure. not that music playing when she says that right but actually right. even that line it's in and of itself even if there is no music playing mm. it's sort of a corny seeming line yeah i think that's my question here and then we can move on i guess but like did the marketing department decide they needed to cut that trailer because the movie itself is way more intense and way more this guy needing these dolls to get through the PTSD of getting his ass kicked by neo-Nazis. And they said, we got to, it's a guy with dolls, so we need to make it more friend, kid friendly. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> more, more fun. Yeah, more family fun when it's like, mm-hmm. this isn't family fun. Right. This is a guy right. that needs to hallucinate to get through fucking trauma. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, those were neo Nazis. I, I wasn't. I was actually unclear as the time period of the movie. So am I. Oh yeah, it was, I was. I wasn't sure if it was actually like they were just Nazis. Yeah, like actual <laughs> or, or, Nazis. Actually, that would, I guess it wouldn't make sense. I mean, I guess there wouldn't be Nazis in because if there was guys with swastika like, tattoos yeah. in post-war America, but they were fancy swastika. Yeah, they would be yeah. fucking people would kill them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, also we have um, on. DVD and Blu-ray, Tyler Perry's Acrimony. This was his uh, thriller. 
Yep. That uh, VOD. I've, yep. You can check that out. And also Terminal. This was Margot Robbie's movie. That uh, um, it was one Tom, of those. Tom Hanks. He's stuck in. He's stuck in the airport. Yeah. He's, <laughs> Margot Robbie changed costumes a lot while uh, while he's stuck in the airport. <laughs> Um, this movie just from the trailer looked again all over the place. Yeah. So um, now uh, the site spotlight and the fan feedback. I wanted to uh, adre- um, turn you guys' attention to the Facebook fan page for Comedy Film Nerds. There's a great uh, post. What famous line did Admiral Akbar say? And we requested wrong answers only. So this one's from Becky Yenter, which is looks like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue, which is an airplane <laughs> yes. reference. God bless you, Becky, for that. And then um, uh, Allison Blanchard wrote, Gozer the Traveler. Traveler. He will come in one of the pre-chosen forms during the rectification of Voldini. The Traveler came as a large and moving torg. Then during the third reconciliation of the last, like she goes, does the whole, I can't, I can't read the whole thing. <laughs> but she does the whole thing for my belief that's Ghostbusters too, if I'm not mistaken. Just one? Rick Moranis's line? <laughs> Allison and Becky, God bless you for these comments. Mm-hmm. And they go on and on. There and are on. so many. I mean, there are dozens. <laughs> and they're of, great. Dozens. So check of them. them out um, and add your own. Teresa Verity, paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, uh, oh, Stephanie Phillips Lee, forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go to the CFN Facebook page and just scroll through these. It'll it'll get your it'll get you through your afternoon. Mm-hmm. What and yours yeah. is? I have had it with these motherfucking snakes. <laughs> <laughs> snakes on a plane, always good. <laughs> so, all right, premiering this week, we've got Sicario 2, Soldado. So, you saw the trailer for this. And, uh, you know, I like Josh Brolin, I like Benicio del Toro. But the main focus of the first film was kind of Emily Blunt's character. And, it was uh, Emily her... Blunt's character, and also just the. It was felt very real. It was like it was like um, Syriana. Yes. You know, like it was it was an it was an American uh, Mexico drug cartel Syriana. The the, mm-hmm. the complexities of this situation between the CIA and the regular cops and the and right. all that stuff, and this just looks like. Like now he's protecting a kid, and you know he now you know. It's just let's go down to Mexico and kick some ass. Like it it doesn't. And this is a sequel to the uh, Al Pacino hippie cop uh, film. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yep, yep. Thirty years later, forty years later, they're bringing back the hippie cop. Serpicario. Serpicario. (laughs) Serpicario. So uh, I, you know, this one I, I gotta say it. I don't have any interest in seeing it. I don't. It, it's. Uh, it felt like it was a weird like Wolverine kind of thing too. Like as like all right, it's, you know, now he's he's taking care of a kid, and now all right, well now the the other guy that used to be his friend is gonna come after him because the kid's gotta die, and like oh. It makes me want to watch the first one again. Right. Exactly. Because I feel like this one's gonna mm-hmm. let me down, and I really want to watch the first one again because it's so intricate. And the next movie is a uh, very interesting counter-programming. Uncle Drew. This is a... Uh, the sequel to the uh, John Candy 80s... Uh, yeah, Uncle yep. Buck. Family <laughs> flick. Yeah. This, this is actually... Uh, when I read this, I'm like, what? This is was a digital online series created by Pepsi? So I don't... Oh, really? I don't... I have no idea how oh. good this movie is Well, that is makes sense, actually. It makes sense uh, that it was a digital series, actually. And, uh, she, and Shaquille O'Neal is in it, uh, playing an old man. So... 
Uh, the last movie that's coming out is a documentary called Three Identical Strangers, which is a fascinating story of, uh, you know, three triplets who were separated at birth and you don't know why. And then one of them found his twin at college, and then there was a big news story, and then the third triplet came forward going, I think I'm the third one. So then they uh, they go through kind of this mystery of like why they were separated at birth and what happened in their lives. Oh, wow. So that sounds fascinating. Yeah, so it's a really interesting documentary. Uh, so the trailer kind of hooked me like, oh, I want to know the story now, what happened. All right. So Well, that's our show, everybody. That is it. That's a little, little supersized show. So, not uh, really? Oh, it's not? Oh, we started late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. Uh, Brent, uh, when, where can people find you online? Uh, there's a YouTube channel called youtube.com slash Brent Weinbach mm-hmm. and, and a Vimeo channel as well. It's the same thing, vimeo.com slash Brent Weinbach. Those are the best places, but there's a Twitter account as well and whatever, other stuff. I mean, the typical things. But those Don't are feel the, ashamed to promote your career. I mean, you know how life. it is. I mean, I, I can't even get a smartphone to do that <laughs> um so uh but uh but there are some but yeah i mean you could check out uh, here's the, this is what to check out i have a stand-up special it's on amazon it's called appealing to the mainstream and don't get confused if you search for it there's this other like link for it that's not, says it's unavailable and just it is available. Just look for the other one that says it's available. That always helps when they have a bad search result. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of... Anyway, so... They're, they're, anyway, Appealing to the Mainstream. It's on Amazon. And um, there's... I, I don't know. So I mentioned some dates. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Uh, that's what this is for. So um, I think September... I mean, I'm sep- I think July 31st, I'm doing a show at, at the uh, Improv and you could, in Los Angeles. So that's one thing. And then September 8th, um, doing a show in New Hampshire. Um, just f- look at my stuff to find out where this stuff is. But it's September 8th in New Hampshire. You, to find the venue, you can just look it up. And then in October... Is there a main uh, hub, Brent? Yeah, just go to brentweinbach.com. Mm-hmm. October okay. 11th through 14th, there'll be Atlanta, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, and New York. Great. Awesome. Uh, we'll be at Comic-Con, guys, uh, Yes, we as can always. announce that now. Um, we'll be doing Rick Meyer's uh, Kung Fu Extravaganza, as always, and we'll be doing mm-hmm. some other stuff down there, which is fun. Yep. Um, July 15th, I'll be, with the, I'll be doing the Jimmy Dore Show in Chicago. And then August 9th, I'm doing Political Vigilante live in Seattle. And oh, then August 11th in Seattle doing stand-up with Mike Schmidt. We're each doing like half-hour, 40-minute sets. Go to GrahamElwood.com for all my tour dates and all of my needs. not your needs (laughs) (laughs) all right that is our show ladies and gentlemen thanks for listening don't forget to support the store and the uh, patreon that definitely helps keep us going make gotham great again shirts are available comedy film nerds the new logo shirts are going to be coming out soon guys any day now twenty dollars a year all you got to do to support the show you can do it in a number of ways yes uh thank you brett weinbach for being on the show thank you uh aaron brungard thank you so much for uh you know, doing what you do, and um, we're not sure what it is, but we really <laughs> but appreciate, we appreciate, we appreciate it. it. And thank you for posting on the Facebook page. <laughs> uh, my name is Graham Elwood, and I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han shot first. <laughs>